All right, Accidental Bully Podcast, episode six. Been a little bit of a hiatus. Let's play some of that weird trumpet music because that's what you do when you start a podcast and then we'll get going, episode six. And there it is. Firstly, just just want to start by uh, saying g'day been a while um been about three weeks since i did one and and after this i promise i'm i've set up a schedule i'm going to be doing it once a week i'm not going to miss one uh it'll be hopefully they'll be coming out monday nights tuesday mornings but every once in a while it might be tuesday morning you know you know might be tuesday night or something like that if i don't have have a chance to get it done but it will be weekly from here mark my words weekly um, and while I'm doing this, I'm just having a look. Firstly, I thought I'd have a look at the uh, thought I'd have a look at the news because I'm always scared that I'm going to start talking and then find out some crazy shit that elevates whatever I was talking about. And there's not much on the news um, other than a bit of Prince Andrew's bit of Prince Andrew, mate. The fucking the diddling prince they call him. Um, loves a bit of loves a bit of Epstein's Island. Epstein's Island. Um, old. Prince Andrew, and it's come out that one of his favourite things is licking toes. What a surprise. Every, I, I don't know why. I, as soon as I said that, that, um, that, what's that, what's that band that has that song that, lifestyles of the rich and the famous, for some reason, as soon as I said, Prince Andrew's licking toes, that song played in my head. And then I'm just, I'm just reading the article and, um, Geoffrey, the which is that um, I've fucking lost myself. That's it. Virginia Joffrey, who's one of the um, one of the alleged sex slaves at Epstein Island, has written a book, and she called it the Billionaire Boy, Bill, the Billionaire Playboys Club. And the best thing about that is, it's there's a possibility that there's billionaires that call themselves that somewhere, and she's ruined it for them because she's written a book about the toe licker. Ima- just imagine how fucking pissed off the Queen is at him. Just Andrew, because the Queen talks like she's Aussie. Andrew, what have you done now? Are you licking toes again? Oh, Andrew. Andrew, first we lost Meghan and Harry. Now this. Goodness. I just. And she she said one of the one of the captions is she said my job was to entertain him endlessly. Endless entertainment. Uh, whether that meant having that's what a what a fucking creep! And then I looked it up. I had a look at it. Well, what's funny is you look up Prince Andrew. I did a bit of googling. Went on Wikipedia, which is always, always reliable Wikipedia. And I just love how they 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 paint things. Personal interests. He's a keen golfer with a low figure handicap. He was a captain of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St Andrews. Like fuck off with your fucking golf club names. The Royal and Ancient Golf Club. How fucking long has golf been around for it to be ancient? Like, what defines ancient? Define ancient. Ancient, belonging to the very distant past and no longer in existence. Listen, golf's still around. 
the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews, you ain't ancient. That's like being like, oh, yeah, the, I come from the ancient realm of MySpace. That's not ancient. During the club's 250th anniversary season, a patron number of royal golf clubs is a – I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not good at reading. Um, he's also a keen skier. And in May 2008, he attended a, he attended a goose hunt in Kazakhstan with President Nur Sultan Nazarbayev. I feel like I don't even know anything about this guy, but he's probably going to be a bad guy. Let me have a look. Um, currently serving as the chairman of the Security Council of Kazakhstan, who previously... Oh, looks like he actually encouraged democracy. Mm, well, this took a turn where I was wanting to rip on him, but I couldn't because it seems like he's not the worst bloke. Yeah. Well, that got awkward quick because I don't know where to go with that. Um, oh, he does have a defence minister that has a funny name. His defence minister is called Sagadat Nurmagambetov. It sounds like a wrestling name. Sagadat Nurmagambetov as the defence minister. Oh, and the Supreme Council. Fuck yeah. Why, nothing, why do all these boring-ass things have awesome names? Like the Supreme Council. What is that? It's, it's obviously just politicians that make decisions about fucking waterways and shit. Honestly. Old fucking, old Epstein, the toe licker. He's been caught out. And I don't know. They've, they've, used, they've used a picture on this article of um, Virginia Joffrey, who's the um, one of the accusers. And in the picture, it's just her holding up, her holding up eight fingers. But it doesn't give any, it doesn't give any reference to why she's holding up eight fingers. So, don't know how many toes he's licked. I have no idea. Um, Prince Andrew, you fucking sicko. Prince Andrew, you know what? You're you're a sicko. Uh, now let's talk about a fuckhead. There's this 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 absolute pole smoker, Clive Palmer. I just oh, I just love how out of touch he is, and it just. I just want now because because all this ever I thought of the other day. There's that farmer wants a wife's just started, and um, I really think they need a spin off. They really need to be doing Clive Palmer wants a wife, and it's just him being like, oh, that's the real reason I want the borders to be opened, because all the women in Victoria just they already know me. I need a I need a new option because 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 Queensland's fucked. You need to open the borders because I've got no chance here. Listen, Clive, you've got no chance anywhere, you fucking sea monster. And just a, I just love the way that that now, um, given that the Libs backed him at the start, they've just set themselves up for the biggest trap. Because if this goes through, they they even though they've pulled out now, they set him up at the start, they helped him out, they backed him. It's going to the Supreme Court or the High Court or just the, one of the – an important court. And if this goes through – and then suddenly WA gets a second wave and people die. From then on, the election campaigns in WA will be like, for the next 10 years, will just be Labor going, hey, remember the time the Libs backed something that ended up killing your grandparents? Remember that? Remember when the Libs backed a giant fat douchebag, opened the borders, then all those people died and all those businesses closed? Hmm, vote Labor. Amazing. 
And if they don't do that, I'll be disappointed because I think politics needs to be meaner. It's one thing politics is missing, I think, is they're not mean enough to each other. And I think a lot they do the negative ads and stuff, but I want mean shit. I want them to call each other out. I want I want people to stand up there and go, hey, ScoMo, your face is fucked. Hey, ScoMo, I reckon your missus, bit of a hoe bag. I reckon she's got some on the side. I just want them to lie it. You know, they're already lying. Why not just elevate the lies? Let's make the lies entertaining. That's what I really want to see. I just want politicians to be standing up there. I want it to get full Ali G. I want ScoMo to be standing up there going, Oi, Albanese, you suck the force. And Albanese being like, oh, but your mum's fat. And Skomo being like, but she died. And Albanese being like, I don't give a fuck. Fucking labour. And then he just like punches a hole in a rock wall or something. That's what I want politics to be. Then we need more fist fights in politics. What's that old, there's that old Aussie video of the um, talk show where those, pol- those, those two guys are like ramming each other with a table over politics. Like that's what we need. We need them just going at each other. And otherwise in the news, I don't think there's really, there's really much exciting going on. Um, woman crushed between two whales is an article. Wow. Who would have known? Um, maybe that's why Clive's wanting to bail out. He's one of the whales. One of the whales that crushed a woman. Oh, no, off the WA coast. Can't have been Clive. Suck shit, Clive. You can't even crush a woman in WA. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't even crush a woman in WA. Fuck you, Clive. Ooh, off the Ningaloo Reef, crushed between two. This story's sad and I feel bad for joking about it. Mm. What else has gone on? Vital. Bunnings pleads to stay open. Bunnings is vital, of course. Um, all right, otherwise in the news... You know, nothing exciting. Victoria completely locked down. Hostie attacks a husband over an affair. I reckon that's going to be more boring. I reckon that title's given away everything good. Um, Is there anything else I want to talk about here? Ooh, celebs teasing us with overseas holidays. Yeah, well, surprise. That's about it. That's about it for the news. Um, what's been going on with me? It's been about three weeks since I've since I've done an episode. Um, what has been going on? Oh, I took um, took text, took our dog to the vet, and what what a fucking nightmare going to the vet is when your dog is just he's just a loose unit. I rate him, but he's a fucking he's just a loose unit. He just doesn't. He's just had a very chilled life. Spent a lot of time off the lead. Um, the people we got him off spent a lot of time at the beach and stuff like that. He's just a free spirit. And the vet, I feel like, is a bit of a setup. You know that you know that saying, what's that saying from Batman? It's like some people some people just want to watch the world burn. Well, that's how I feel about this vet that I took him to. Because the waiting room is where they keep all the dog food samples and all the dog food. So when you've got a as is a chocolate lab text, he's a big chocolate lab and if you've got a, a, a lab, you understand that all they are motivated by is food. So if you get a dog in there that's not really – he's not really good on the lead. He's not a big fan of being cooped up or anything like that. You put him in a room that's full of fucking dog food, you're setting, you're setting everybody up. 
And the worst thing is, is it's like there's no worse place to have a misbehaving dog than in a vet because in there is all those those super dog people that like that just know how their dogs are sort of. There was this other lady there waiting with her dog and her dog moved. He moved like an inch and she made a weird a weird like grunting noise and this dog just fucking just lined himself back up and put himself back into position. It was like a military manoeuvre. She just went, Oi, and he just, he was like a transformer. He just folded up. His dog just folded back up into the seated position and that was it. Meanwhile, Tex is just, he's barking at me inside. He's, he's tugging around. He's trying to get to the food. He, just chaos. And just, and then, and then, oh man, it was a bit traumatic. Um, Cause then, and then you get the people, the, the people come in and they like, they come in and try to use their techniques, but Tex doesn't give a fuck about their technique. They're like coming like, oh, hi, and they give him some food and he's just like more. I'm not behaving until you give me more because I know you got more. Like sometimes th- sometimes I think he's a little bit he's a little bit of a dumb dog, but he's not because as soon as there's food involved, he's just a sleuth. He's making it happen. And then outside the outside the vet, I felt sorry for this dog. Next door to the vet, they're getting renovations done, and there was a there was a dog waiting with a um, waiting with the, one of the tradies. So I don't know what what, he, what what sort of trader was, but he was um, just the just the worksite dog. You see all these guys that bring bring dogs with them to work, and this but this poor dog is doing renos next to a vet. So would have just been the craziest day he's ever had on a work site because all day long he's he's tied to the back of the ute or like he's just wandering around the work site and there's just a stream of other animals going in the door. Some of them coming out, some of them not coming out. This dog's seeing dogs for the last time and other dogs are coming out, their dicks chopped off and shit. I assume that's what they do. That's what neutering isn't it? Just chop a dick off. Chop a dick off and stitch up a, stitch up a dog. Dog's... Stitch him up. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, what a wild day for that dog. Every every sight after that is never going to compare to the day he sat there and just watched, just watched sick animals go in and take their last stand and watch other humiliated animals come out genitalious, geni- genitalless, and then some other dogs just go in there for checkups and come out happy as Larry. What's that? Oh, it sounds like, oh, we're raining outside. It's raining. Cats and dogs like the vet. Shit joke. Um, there's lots of stuff I had written down that I wanted to talk about, but it's been too long and I feel like a lot of these things have kind of died out, like a lot of the stories have kind of fallen away. I wanted to talk a little bit about Will Smith and that whole that whole drama that went on, um, but I'm not going to go into it because everyone, everyone really knows what went on there. They had that red table, which I don't really understand what the go is with the red table but jada just fucking slammed him just sat there and was like yeah yeah you know yeah you know your son's friend that come around a little bit he dicked me he gave me that he gave me that he hit me the old one too hit me the old one too and i don't understand because it was some ice cold cunny shit the way she did it too she just looked him in the eyes and just went and then what I don't understand though is the weird part of why the fuck would you want to do that on air and film and like, so as much as I feel sorry for Will Smith, I feel like you kind of brought it on yourself. Like, what are you, what are you doing? He's literally had his whole family go on there, your family out to air their grievances and to tell things they've never told or share stuff. 
on the internet. I just, I think you kind of, you, you kind of brought up, you kind of get what you deserve when you do that kind of shit. Well, good ratings, great ratings. Speaking of ratings, someone, um, there's a, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that I'm starting to enjoy watching Logan Paul's stuff. Watching Logan Paul's YouTube and his podcast and things like that. He's, it seems like he's grown up a fair bit and he's, he's a fucking internet genius. He's, he's bloody good at building a brand on the internet. And because ever since that whole, that whole videoing someone who, videoing that guy that hung himself in the suicide forest, that wasn't good, but he's come back, he's come back hot. And I watched some of the other day, which puts him up there with the top, top local awards ever. Like basically he's, he's got his, his best mate that lives with him. His name is Mike. And Mike's favorite porn star was Lana Rhodes. Now, Logan knows this, so he organizes for Lana Rhodes to come and catch up with Mike, which on its own is insane. So for Mike's birthday, he organizes for him to meet his favorite ever porn star. Now, not only that, so she's, she's, she actually, she's the top porn star in the world still, even though she's retired from porn. And she's so she's and she's still popping off. And then he comes, she comes to meet him to say hello. Not only do they meet, they fall in love. He manages to hook his mate up with a girl who is his favorite girl to watch get fucked on video, and he now gets to fuck that girl. But tell me a more bro story than that. Tell me, it's it's hard to admit, but I'm pretty sure Logan Paul is a better friend than I've ever been to anyone ever doing that. Like I'm, all my mates out there, I don't know. I don't really know. That's, that's unbelievable, mate. Hooked his mate up with his favorite porn star. They're now in love. They've been together for like a while. I don't know. That's, it just blows my mind. You just, and and then... And then how do you keep judging that person as a bad person? And then his podcast get, keeps getting better, Logan Paul, and his videos keep getting better. He's he's rebranded. He's doing it well. He's rich as fuck, and he's hooking his mate up, mates up with porn stars. I think he's a better person than me, and what it, you know, shit. Shit. I, uh, one, a couple of weekends ago, I went up and visited, um, visited my mate Isaac, Made Isaac and Ames up in Geraldton. They live in Geraldton and had a fucking sick weekend. Um, acted the hero, saved a kid from the rising tide. Not only did I save him from the rising tide, but I outran uh, Andre's buggy. Eat shit, Andre. Your buggy's slow as fuck. High needed up the beach. Hard sand. Hard sand pumping. I was pumping them knees. Logged Andre out the beach to save the kid with the uh, with the two wheeler. This 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 is a weird. This was a weird thing. I guess it's so, a super Geraldton thing too. I don't know. I don't know about Perth mums, but Geraldton mums are fucking bogan as fuck. And this kid was just riding along. He would have been old, maybe maybe eight or nine, riding a two wheeler along the beach, and he just got bogged as hell right in the in the. He was like in the sand. It was like the wettest sand he could have found. He just got bogged. And just kept trying to get out. His bike got flooded. Not flooded, I don't know. Just got filled with water and sand and shit. He was never going to start again. So we went up and helped him out. 
he would have been he would have been out of his parents' eye or out of his mum's eye line for I don't know ten minutes minimum. And in the meantime, we dug his bike out, we put it in the back of Andre's buggy, we drove him back there, and there's these two these two mums. I'm assuming single mums with their Hilux with a trailer on the back on the beach. Um, they're sinking Jack Daniels and Coke cans. So they're drinking the most expensive way you can possibly drink. If you're buying cartons of Jackson Coke, fuck right off. And they're, and we took him back and they're like, oh, thanks, boys. Yeah, they were riding motocross all morning. And now then they decided later on they wanted to go down the beach and they've never ridden their bikes on the beach. And we thought, yeah, let's go to the beach. And then, and then he disappeared around the corner and we thought he'll be right. We thought he'd come back and he did. Yeah, he did come back after we saved him. Otherwise, your kid was getting washed out. Then, then later on, those same ladies got, um, they were just bogged as fuck because they didn't know what they were doing. And they got towed out of the beach by this guy, um, this guy with the Prado. And he just came flying along the beach honking his horn because obviously um, he, he wanted everyone to get out of the way because if he stopped. But he's towing this Hilux and the trailer and goes the low side of the beach just absolutely stinging along. It's just, Geraldton's hectic as fuck, man. <laughs> they do not give a fuck. And also, Geraldton's got, like, the best parks ever. I went, went, down, to these, went down to these parks. Um, my mate said that we should go and check out the park with the kids. And these parks, also, they've got, like, electronic games where you can play. Um, it's like almost like whack-a-mole where a, light, a thing lights up and you've got to touch the buttons. They've got table tennis. They've got foosball. Smashed eyes like at foosball. Eat shit. Uh... Just their parks are awesome. And I guess it's one of those things that they they probably wanted to put the parks in to give the kids something to do so the kids would stop being criminals all the time. But I think it would have just flipped because now all the kids that are criminals know where all the rich kids will be hanging out on the weekend and they know who to stab and steal from. Um, and, <laughs> and now the shit parks have just become just dark. Like all, because 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 now that there's really nice parks, no one's ever going to the ordinary single swing, fireman's pole, monkey bars park. Like just the stock standard sand pit that all the cats in the neighbourhood shit in, is completely abandoned. So now that's become the that's become the fucking spark up a glass barbie and do some dry fingering. Those parks now have just become just rancid. And otherwise, there's not really much I can say about Geraldton. That's that's basically all Geraldton. I think the um, it was pretty sick that we were up there only a few weeks ago, and it's freezing cold in Perth. But up there, it was the weather was awesome. Like in the after, we spent both afternoons just chilling on the beach, and that's pretty banging. That even in the middle of the winter, middle of the winter, mm, added of the because I'm an idiot. Uh, in the middle of winter, it's still it's still pretty good. Um. And on the way back, Loz is, I'm not sure if people are, I really like, I love ruining songs for people. Like finding a word or something you can, um, finding a word or something you can add to a song or change it and just forever break that song in someone's, in someone's mind. Like Lauren's got this, there's this Missy Higgins song she really likes called Futon Couch. But she, um, Missy Higgins goes, sitting on the futon couch. And now every time I, every time it comes on, I just go couch when it gets to that bit, and it's and Lauren fucking hates it. The se- the second that song comes on, now she just skips it because she knows I'm going to ruin it for her. And trigger at work, 
this I don't know if it's ruined it for him if he, or if or if he he likes it now. But there's that um, there's that Drake song where he says two thirty or something. And now, but now it's automatically become toof hurdy. Dentist time, toof hurdy. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's good to be back. I felt it got to the stage where I felt like if I didn't come back and do this this episode soon, that it would just all fall apart. Like I feel like I needed to get back and set some sort of structure and make some sort of promise because otherwise if I didn't do it right now, this it would have been all over and then it would have been that embarrassing. Hey, remember when Tori started a podcast and never followed through with it and it fell in a heap and 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 then that was the, that was the end of it? I don't like that. Do not like that. Oh, this fist is fucking cracked me. I saw a girl on Facebook. Uh, just thinking about songs. I don't know. This is just popping in my mind. The, speaking about to- songs, the girl on Facebook, she um she recently broke up with her boyfriend, and then as a bit of a fuck you, she put up that um that Ariana Grande "Thank You Next" song, and I just think that is just the best because Ariana Grande is like saying "Thank You Next" when it was after she broke up with um Pete Davidson, and but she's saying like "Thank You Next" model. Actor, millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, you know, professional sports star, something like that. An every, everyday person saying thank you next is saying like thank you next, Liquorland checkout attendant. Or like thank you next, uh, Transperth bus washer. I don't know. And, <laughs> oh, God, absolute, absolute ripper. Thank you, Nick. Same as the, I remember this, that is why actually when you go to nightclubs ages ago, I haven't been to a nightclub in ages, but I remember used to, um, this, when the single ladies song used to come on. And instead of the, instead of it becoming, instead of the actual meaning of the song being like, being, what is it? If he liked it, then he would have put a ring on. Or if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Like she left the guy and then if you liked it, you should have put a ring on it. It just becomes women aggressively singing at their partner, if you like it, then you better put a ring on it and just waving their ring finger in his face. And it's just gold because like if he liked it, then he would put a ring on it. Maybe he just doesn't like it. Or like maybe if you didn't always want Gucci bags as gifts, then he could afford to put a ring on it. So maybe he just can't afford to put a ring on it because you're high maintenance and he's questioning things. Maybe he's questioning things so he doesn't want to put a ring on it. Maybe your mum's an absolute bitch and he's worried you're going to turn into her so he doesn't want to put a ring on it. Maybe he's thinking about buying a boat instead and he'd rather lose you if it means he gets the boat of his dreams. That's why he isn't going to put a ring on it. Maybe you've got to look at the other reasons. Maybe he wants to be retired at 35 and he knows he's not going to do that with you because you're high maintenance and you're going to spend all his money so he's just getting a few roots in before he decides to give you the, give you the flick. And also, it's a progressive society, so maybe he's assuming that you're a strong woman and you might want to put a ring on it yourself and you might want to decide when you're going to get engaged and you might want to propose to him because he thinks that'd be romantic. So maybe that, maybe you could flip that on there. Jay-Z needs to clap back. Even though they're still together, so it wouldn't be Jay-Z. Who, who's one of Beyonce's exes? Beyonce. Beyonce's ex. Um...
<laughs> what is this article? Sorry, I just. Where did, how the fuck did I end up here? Beyonce's ex says losing her to Jay Z is still his biggest regret. Lindell Lock. I love it. Listen, Lindell, if Jay-Z wants anything that you've got, he's taken it. He's the king of New York. I love that. Like, he lost her to Jay-Z, his biggest regret. No, mate, you had no chance. You can't regret something you've got no control over. Jay-Z took what he wanted. Before falling crazy in love with Jay-Z and becoming the powerhouse couple they've been known as today, Queen Queen Bay, Queen B, Queen Bay, they've written Queen Bay, was in a relationship with her high school boyfriend, Locke. Though he claimed it was her high school boyfriend. Oh, fuck, man. So he was there through all this shit. <laughs> oh, eat it, Lindell. Imagine that. You're there the whole way through. You're there while she's while they're building up, while things are shit, while she's one of Destiny's child. You're just there watching her going, fuck yeah, I'm so proud of her. Then one day she bumps into bumps into Jay-Z and it's all over for you. And then they become like the most high profile couple ever. And then she releases an hour and 15 minute long music video that I thought was pretty shit called Black is King on Disney. But we won't go into that because I feel like no matter what I say, it's going to come across offensive. Even if I'm not meaning to offensive, it's going to come across offensive. Um. <laughs> oh man, I just fucking... Clive Palmer keeps coming into my head because what a fucking cockhead. He's one of the, you know, did you know he's got a, um, I read his Wikipedia and it says that he retired at 29. Um, so technically he's a, some fucking retiree. Hey, hey, Clive Palmer, your wiki says you retired at 29. So why the fuck do you want to come over the border? What do you want to go caravanning? You grey nomad fuck. And then it says, he also says that he owns an animatronic dinosaur park called Palmasaurus. Yeah, Palmasaurus giving, us the, giving the finger from over the border. I love the fact someone's I've started a Facebook group, which is cough on Clive Palmer at the Perth airport. <laughs> so like when he, when he arrives, everyone's going to line up and give him a good, give him a good hocking. Um, and he's just, he's one of those people that's got the gravity defying belt too. If you ever see him walking around, he's got that, those, those guys that have the chicken legs and the huge gut and they've got that belt. Like they have to buy different belts. They've got that belt that just holds everything together. It's just got the weight of the world on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like the shirt, the shirt comes down and tucks up and in and that's where the belt is. And the belt just seems to be, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know how the pants don't fall down. I don't know how the shirt doesn't come untucked. They're just, they're the real heroes. Fat guys, belts. Fat guy's belt to the real heroes. Clyde Palmer's belt get, does not get anywhere near enough credit. Because if he didn't have a good belt, he could have accomplished none of the things he's accomplished. You think he could have done anything if he had to wear elastic pants? Or you got to go to the Hueys, the Hueys Kitchen Adventures, uh, and go suspenders. But I feel like Huey's one of those people. I wonder if Huey, Huey Hewitson, I wonder if he's got any fucking Me Too stuff come out. I don't know why, but I feel like he's the kind of person we're going to find out has done some, some ludicrous shit. Nothing. Nothing. His most controversial thing is why Huey Hewitson doesn't like MKR and MasterChef. Yeah, all right, Huey. Of course you don't like him. Does anyone else remember as a kid, for some reason, 
it was like in the afternoons if a shit – it's like you reach a certain stage in the afternoon and I think there was nothing on TV. It was like that point before – maybe it was before or after Carter. And so there was, there was always a moment where you'd end up watching Huey's Kitchen Adventures. Like he had a lot of audience members that were young watching his show just because there was nothing else on for that half an hour in his suspenders. Just loved his food, old Huey. I actually, I think he's alive. Um, Lauren got a haircut, huge haircut, great. Got it all cut off. I think it looks awesome. Um, our daughter Ash did not agree. Uh, the first, the first time she saw Lauren's haircut, she cried. Um, <laughs> she cried, and then to make it even worse, after she finished crying, she said to Lauren, "Oh, maybe you just need to put some makeup on, Mum." <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids are the best. She just absolutely chopped her. Oh, maybe you just need to put some, maybe you put some, need to put some makeup on, mum, and then I might like your haircut a bit better. Dangerous words, girl. Dangerous words. Back doing some gigs, and that has been sick. It's been so good getting back out again. Um, Doing comedy. Had an awesome one on Saturday night. Comedy The Craft. That's on every Saturday night in Northbridge. Hit it up. It's always good. And you're supporting pretty much only Perth Comics at the moment because no one else is allowed in. Uh, and then uh, I did one in Merrill, which was pretty cool, at the 60-30. Just bogan as fuck. It was one of those... This is, this is how you know a pub's bogan. When one of the guys who was one of the loudest drunks, he walked into the room and he's, he was just yelling out and being loud. And then I realized he kind of had a rapport with everyone and people would tell like the other bet, the bouncers were telling him to kind of, kind of simmer down a little bit. And then he just walked out the back through the staff door. And it turns out he's just one of the staff and he's just there. He's just there getting fucked up. So like there, there it's that bogan a place that even the, the staff get loose and have to be, have to be tuned in. But it was good. It was a good gig. Everyone was very loose. We had one guy who was a heckler and he was just bad at it and he was just a fuckwit. Like sometimes hecklers can chirp chirp up every once in a while and it's a little bit entertaining, but this guy was just a dumb dog. Absolute dumb dog. Um, Just trying to think if there's anything else I really want to go into. I've got to – I'm trying to – Trying not to flood these with it with with shit and not trying not to stretch things out for too long. Like just go into what I want to talk about, get through it, and if it's going to be longer, it's going to be longer. If it's going to be shorter, it's going to be shorter. Um, had a wicked day at the park yesterday with Wolf. Um, he drank a baby chino, then he drank a strawberry juice, then he threw half of it up because he drank too much. And then we went to bed, went to the park and had a good time. Um, I think that's about it. I think that's where I'm going to wrap it. And I use words like that now, like rap. And that's a rap. And that's a rap. I feel like the, this is really annoying. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about and I've forgotten about it. But it doesn't really matter because there's going to be an episode once a week from now on. No compromises. Once a week. Get it. Anyway, I think that's where I'm gonna. I think that's where I'm gonna sign off. Um, 
think that's where I'm going to sign off. Thanks so much for listening. Episode six, Accidental Bully Podcast. Share shit. Um, just have a good time. Have a laugh. Fuck Clive Palmer. Sign any petitions you see. Uh, I don't even know if they actually help, but I think they do. Um, fuck Clive Palmer and that. But but shout out to his belt because his belt's doing all the heavy lifting, and I'm proud of I'm proud of his belt. I think I need. To, I think I might. I think we need to start a petition to get some support for Clive Palmer's belt. Anyway, um, thanks a lot, guys. Accidental Bully Podcast, Episode Six. We made it three week gap, but going to be weekly from here. Thanks so much. I'll catch you later.